things. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first Vocal Fryversary. We are thankful today for you. This show is about you. We're so grateful you are listeners and that you've been with us through this journey for this year. Make sure to check out a little audio snippet at the end of the episode for a special tribute from former host Michael. But for now, welcome to the room where it happens. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one really knows how the game is played, the art of the trade, how the sausage gets made. We just assume that it happens. But no one else is in the room where it happens. You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Taunting me with, uh, pork butt? with pictures of pork butt. Interesting. Set it says you didn't think yeah. you'd hear. I mean, this conversation. well, you need to adjust your mic. Um. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't like pre-adjust that for. Oh, you know what? That's adjusted from last week when I sat in her chair because Ashlyn sat here. In fact, that's why it's so. So yeah, just in case you were wondering where I have it. Better. Mm-hmm. Uh no, I was just drooling over his uh, pork smoked butts. pork butts. Yeah, it was. Oh man. I do love. I'm a sucker for some good smoked pork butt. I. Yeah, I, pulled I pork? Oh, come on now. Okay, I like pulled pork. That's what it, that's is. What it is. Pulled mm-hmm. pork but is pork butt. You smoke the butt, and then you <laughs> pull it apart. And that's what it is. There you go. I know, but I wouldn't be drooling over that at 9 a.m. I would. Oh, no, it was more like 745. <laughs> right, yeah, I get it. I love, I love barbecue. I want barbecue now. Mm, me too. Mm, barbecue. Well, there will be barbecue on the boulevard is tomorrow. Here in Clinton, barbecue on the boulevard. Wait, the, the one Big Lots parking lot right by your right house. By house. We could walk to you it. could practically walk. I'm going to bring all. No, I'm not going to bring all. Sponsor Kids for Christ, I guess, which is our daughter's dance studio. Oh, yeah. I think Annalie Tick's there, too. A lot of the kids who do. Can you picture the world if Annalie and Olivia were friends? I want it to happen. Is she the one who does ju- ju- did jujitsu? Yeah. Oh, they know each other. Yeah, they know each other. It's amazing. They need to be best friends because I feel like they could take over the world. Yeah, yeah. 100%. very easily. Like that's, at this that moment, sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, my daughter actually might secretly be Heinz Doofenshmirtz <laughs> in a seven-year-old, six-year-old girl's body. Uh, she might be secretly plotting to take over the tri-state area right now. Yeah. Anyway, here we are, <laughs> folks. We have a lot to cover. Leah's come back from the room where it happened. <laughs> Whatever. Here to the room where it happens. Okay. Uh, and Sarah and I need to break down the Doctor Who Doctor premiere. Who. Uh, but more importantly, to start with, this episode will drop next Friday, 10-19-18, which is the day after the one-year anniversary of vocal, vocal fry. fry. Are we gonna have a little blurb by Michael? So he can do a little. I don't know. Oh, I need to get him to. You mean like tag in at the end of this episode or something like that? Yeah, just like twenty seconds of like Michaelness. Okay, I will message him and ask if he wants to make a statement <laughs> at the end of at the end of the episode. Like for all you secret listeners looking for a hidden track at the end of the CD, uh, we'll get you your hidden your Michael hidden track at the end. But but. I can't believe that we've made it a year. Uh, in in spring of 2017, I had this crazy idea that mm-hmm. I shared with Sarah and Michael, and I was like, I, I was like, guys, I think we're gonna do a podcast. I was skeptical. Sarah was like, I'm still skeptical. <laughs> Leah's still skeptical, and she's a host. Um, and I was like, I think, I think as we do this research. We're just going to sit down every week and and talk about what we did that week. <laughs> Research. And last then year. and then we'll also talk about, you know, like 
Black Panther something. Yeah. And that Doctor Who. That was a world without Black Panther. That was, a, was wor- that? a world pre-Black Panther. What yeah. was that world? And so here we are. Here we are. A year after actually launching the podcast into the ether. Uh, I've had numerous colleagues refer to me as brave. And I never think of myself as brave in doing this podcast. We're just sitting here talking about singing and voice teaching and voice stuff and things and well especially because kookiness i mean it's not like we're sitting here doing this in front of you know the people who listen to it like we're literally sitting in a little room with the door closed with the sign that says don't leave us alone funny enough though i mean we did do a live conference presentation as vocal fry on our social media feed yeah, okay. That's true. But that's different. It's we way were, back from like March. We practiced that. 2018. Stuff. I mean. We did rehearse that. We rehearsed, yeah. Yeah. Vocal Fry went live and I actually rehearsed. We did. But I mean, can we you can, can you think about the fact that it's a year obviously. since Free Bacon? Oh my gosh. What a weird day when Michael just stood on the steps <laughs> of Avon being like, you want some bacon? Got some bacon, right? Like I'm not imitating him very well at all. But those of you that have listened, to no, it was close. Know, no, <laughs> I mean just scream. Just for, picture you a crazy bacon, man bacon. standing on the street corner yelling about free bacon. Insider, you know you want some bacon. That's that's, yeah, that's neither of us have quite captured Michael's voice quality, and yet the words are true. But it's on our social media feed, so if you go that's way true. back to oh the my beginning, gosh, I can't believe we. It was our very first live video. <laughs> Leah's like, "Yep, it was." It was. Not I really, remember. not really sure if you guys. Were. I was at work. <laughs> you know what the real question? Being a normal how many, person. How many of those people that followed us on social media still follow us on social media? You mean that we got follows from their free bacon experience? Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to go back and like, look. Like, I kind of wish I had kept up with that because I'm curious to know, like, long term, how effective was that? I wish we would have had an Instagram set up immediately. So many people wanted yeah. to follow an And I think we now have as many followers on Instagram practically as we do on Facebook, or we're getting there. Instagram um, is nice. Our Instagram following is building as we go. We are on Instagram. We are. We are on Instagram. I don't remember what it's called. At Vocal Fry. Right. We we are on Facebook at MC Vocal Fry. This is also real. Sometimes we're on Twitter, meaning we have a Twitter feed. It's literally how my Twitter functions. Like I have a Twitter, mostly because I'm not entirely sure how to delete it. And occasionally I get on and I'm like, oh, Twitter, you're still here. Yeah. I love it, Twitter. It's full of vitriol and hate. and <laughs> It's the wild, no, wild west. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, maybe, but there's also really funny things i that's like twitter true. twitter anyway, is where people are the most clever that's probably true it, it is incredible actually to just to think back that a year ago we were starting and here we are you know there are there are podcasts that have way more downloads than us and that's fine we are very much a niche thing yeah. and that's real. i just want to take this moment just to reflect and say thank you to our listeners we do have sort of a dedicated... All dedic- four of you. All four of you. That was our joke at the <laughs> that beginning. That was our big thing. Like, uh, L, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> L, if you're still listening to this podcast. Andrew Fahrenbacher. Andrew oh, yeah, Fahrenbacher driving like, his car. Yeah. Those were the only people I really knew that would like come and be like, oh, I love the podcast this week. And you're like, oh, thank you. But we have a thank nice cult listen. following. I think <laughs> that's the way to refer to it at this point. A nice. cult following. We have a solid listenership every week. and. That's it's it's been it's been crazy. We we did not so we're this this episode will be our forty fifth <laughs> total episode. So we're not quite at fifty episodes yet. We'll hit that number here before the end of the year is out. Yeah. But uh, that's crazy to think about too. Fifty episodes of Vocal Fry. Also, at this point last year, we still thought we were going to do the study last year. At this point what a, a year ago, term. we totally thought we were still going to get IRB approval in the fall semester. Oh yeah, we were like, we can still get this done before Christmas. We did not get this done before Christmas. Well, we did well, just before Christmas, <laughs> twenty eighteen. Yes, but not quite in the time frame I think we were hoping for. That's right. But here we are, a year later. We've done a conference presentation as a podcast team. Mm-hmm. We we took and did a series of interviews at Nats National. Uh, I mean, but, you know. Are you not? Neither of you is going to Region Nats, are you? 
No. So we can't we can't record it. Well, I can. I intend to finish my graduate degree without ever having competed in Nats undergraduate or graduate level. That sounds interesting. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to, but it just didn't work out. Well, region conferences when they're far away are expensive. That's the thing, and it's like that's the tough awkwardly state Nats is one night. Yeah, you know it's so it's well, and not it's somewhere in Mississippi. Like usually, so you probably know somebody there. That's the thing. When it happened <laughs> yeah. in Mississippi, I haven't rented a hotel room for any of the Mississippi Nats. Right. Because it's either in Hattiesburg where I have family, or Oxford where I have family. Well, and we've done region Nats in Hattiesburg, yeah. or yeah. somebody from MC like lives there well, and says you can all stay at my house. Yeah. Or during undergrad, especially, you know, there's so many more people doing that so you can really split a hotel room with and that cuts down the cost. Whereas, like, by the time you are in your second year of your grad degree. Yeah. Like, who am I going to especially like I'm married, like I might be bringing Jamie like. Jamie's like, I'll stay in the hotel with you. I was like, sweetie, that doesn't cut the cost. No. <laughs> you are me. We share this. In fact. So, in fact. He's anyway. so dumb. <laughs> I knew it. Jamie, if you're out there. Jamie, I don't know. So Based on so the conversation dumb. he had about fluid dynamics with Sarah last week that we talked about he's in the podcast. He's really excited. He's like, I'm all listening. When, when, does that, when does that episode it drop? Went, it went up today. I know. I told him. He's probably going to, somewhere out there, he's listening to that episode. It's, it was good. You missed a Get good. back to work, dummy. Oh, yeah. you missed a good episode. <laughs> episode last week anyway so i'm I'm very thankful i just want to also say thank you to our listenership thank you to our followers thank you to leah and sarah and michael and ashlyn and phoebe is that all the who else has hosted is that all the co-hosts we've had that's the whole list right well i guess Anne would have been hard to have yeah Yeah, it would have been difficult how amazing it would have been but i think that's it right of our usual subs yeah i think so so i just and especially i guess to to sarah and michael who started it uh just say thank you um Mm -hmm. for going on this and now leah here as a regular just this crazy journey that we're on i i I just want to restate. You sound like a contestant on The Bachelor. I'm totally not that. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm also not nearly charming enough to be that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. Well, last week we confirmed that I am in fact a curmudgeonly old Scotsman. Think how real that is. Because they're like all crusty and whatever, but then on the inside they're like all soft and like weepy and poetry and. Yeah, I don't think you're as hard on the outside as you think you are. Okay, there we go. That's basically Scotland, I think. They're not (laughs) as hard on the outside as they think they are. (laughs) I say this as someone who's never been to Scotland or known anyone from Scotland. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, now that we've offended Scotland. um, Yeah, if you're out there, come at me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, Sarah. (laughs) Sarah has officially taken up a beef (laughs) with a... Empirical, Country. imperial nation. Empirical nation. Empirical. Who's Scotland's enemy? <laughs> when do I get England? to talk about Hamilton? What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's 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 I lost. No. Anyway. Okay. So Leah has to report back. Oh, yeah. To I, I I think the cultural phenomenon that is Hamilton is probably the most important piece of art. That has happened in this decade. It will go down as the most important piece of art from the years 2000 to two th- or 2010 to 2020. In fact, it might probably be the most important piece of art since the millennium. Um, Potentially. I mean, if you look at it from like a universal, like really all kind of groups and demographic wise and how right. it affects them I, I would agree with that so leah went to see the chicago cast of hamilton okay. last week was it saturday you were there yes Ugh. saturday Jealous. and uh w- i will say say just one funny thing before she says anything that that leah was very emotional while she was watching the show she was. which is not how she appears in the podcast <laughs> But but her crusty exterior, referring Ew, to Scotsman, can we is, stop using that word? Crusty. Um, like that it. was broken down, and and she was very emotional. And so, tell us this about is the Hamilton. Power of Hamilton, yes. Tell us about Alexander Hamilton. Uh, it was amazing. I think that like subconsciously, I mean, I've been listening to this for years, right? We all have. Oh, yeah. And like, I think that in my head, I was thinking. 
I'm going to hear these songs live by really good performers. And that's what I was thinking of. But I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a whole show. There's uh, there's dancers and in, there's in fact. and there's lights and all of this combines to get like just the music enough obviously was enough to get us all into it you know who haven't seen it like the music and the lyrics and the story like it's impressive yeah. and then with everything else like it really is something special I'm, it's I'm so sure. good. Um, let's see. Let me just. She actually has has her playbill out, so we can just break this down. By the way, I'm sort of just keeping an eye on the battery. We're we're sort of running low on battery power, so in case I all of a sudden pause us, it's because we need to replace the batteries. Victoria and I stage doored. Got some. Got some autographs. Nice. Although I'll say this, we should have like you know really studied. The pic- their pictures first because when they come out on the stage door they're not in their costumes anymore they don't oh, have the, they, they don't have anyone. their wigs on they're and so, not and so <laughs> we were, and we were like wait who is that is that George Washington or James Madison <laughs> you know like because we in were on fact. the back row you know and we right. couldn't see him super well but anyway um okay here's a very important thing so the woman who played there the only um understudy that night was for Angelica Schuyler. Oh. And she was played by the uh, by Jenny Harney Fleming. And let me just tell you, okay, so she's an understudy for Angelica, right? She's also an understudy for Eliza and Peggy slash Mariah Reynolds. Yeah, she's the so female she's, lead swing. All Do you realize that that means she gets to sing all of the female songs? Did you just find your new dream That job? is the dream. So that's, that's what that, I told her. So we that, took a picture with so her. So she's referred to as the swing. In musical theater land, that's referred to as the swing. I want to be a swing. And she's the female lead swing. And so she oftentimes, um, that, that's how that works. That you have basically, you don't have an understudy for every single role. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the Broadway shows, that's a little bit different because they actually may have someone. Yeah, I mean, the there's ensemble. more than one understudy for all of them. Right. <laughs> but there often is someone who's referred to as the swing and, and that's what they do. But that's she amazing. gets to sing Satisfied, Helpless, Burn, and Say No to This. Love Say No to This. I, I mean, ugh. Yeah, we took a picture with her and just like I think told her Hamilton that she has the best job in the world. Is the musical of your generation? I'm just gonna say that. Not that I don't love it. I think it's great, but I remember one of my most sort of etched in stone memories is our vocal fry team going to see Black Panther, oh, and all yeah. of you people rapping and singing along to every single lyric of the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah. Know them all. Like, this is like, As we drove like, up there. Wow, think how hard it would be to have to know all of that. Then I was like, no, I know no, it all. I know it. I'm ready. I Although can think the about swing. her having to remember like from night to night which staging she's doing. That, oh, that, yeah. No, swing, being a swing like, is me. a skill. Yeah. Oh. Being a swing is its own skill for sure, for sure, for sure. Also, she's amazing. It's not like... Oh, she's you an understudy. Like, oh. No, she's amazing. They're all amazing. Um, let's see. What else do we need to discuss? <laughs> I feel like you told me, or you mentioned, like, when you messaged us that everything was so, like, everything felt very intentional. Yeah, like, like I did not realize how much, and I don't know if it's just, maybe this is talked about more, and I'm just not, like, privy to it because I'm a musician, but like the dance and the movement is so much a part of it. And I did not realize just like how, yeah, I mean, every single, like, it's not just like somebody brings out a prop, like somebody, uh-huh. you know, or like brings out a change of costume, like puts the coats on, you know, when they're doing. Out of curiosity, do those movements, because I've not seen this show live, mm-hmm. do those movements reflect the light motifs that keep recurring? Like, yeah, I mean they're all very rhythmic. Like it's happening in time with the music. Like it's amazing. Right. It really yeah. is. And the, and and those motives are so clearly defined. It, it, you yeah. know, scored. it's not like this is a this is a show where like yeah, there's a chorus, but it's just so that there's more people on stage. Oh no, and no, so no, that no, you no, can no, have no. some more like heftier background, you know, choral parts. Like no, they are yeah. like they are part of it. Yeah, I, I've stage. always gotten a sense of that amazing. from the sh- from the from the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and so it was just, it's really like, it's really cool to see it. Was there a standout number that caught you off guard? 
that like you mm, thought yeah. like when you like listen to the soundtrack you like you're, just like, oh, you're like oh this is great but then like so seeing much. one That's of them I, live I need to just go through it th- th- seeing um, one of them live was a standout one that i remember particularly was uh hurricane oh. uh-huh which because like i mean obviously i like that song but i don't know it's not that you know, it's, it's not like one of my. Jam out to like yeah, in the car. But like, okay, for one thing, obviously we all love Lin Manuel Miranda, but he's primarily a composer, not primarily a singer. Yeah. And so hearing somebody who is primarily Ooh, a singer do Hamilton's roles is really, really cool. And um, yeah, Hurricane because they have like the lights going and like they're mm. spinning and. But like, there's all the. But they're like these slow. I don't. I can't even describe it. Like, it's like you're in the eye of a hurricane. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's it's really awesome. like stunning. Awesome. To see. Oh, I want to see. Well, and then and then just little things like okay when um when Washington is singing that he needs to get his right hand man back. You know, they're talking about bringing Hamilton back into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like you have him in the corner like of one of the stage like writing a letter and then he like hands it to someone and they go like the letter goes all the way around like all the people are like lined up on the stairs and on that you know loft type thing like to get it back to Hamilton like all the way around but they're like moving it like I said it's not just like they're passing it like every move matters yeah like and it's in time with whatever the music's doing like that's awesome it really was oh and then one of my favorite moments i mean it was just really dramatic but you know that i don't know if y'all have seen but they have um the center it's like spin yes. yeah and there's the center of the main circle and then there's one more little band right around that mm-hmm. yeah and like when um angelica is singing about um i'm sailing off to london you know about leaving like she and hamilton are standing next to each other and like um as they're saying goodbye like she starts spinning the opposite way awesome. and like goes off and then Eliza comes and lands like right in front of him. That's awesome. I know. I love it. Was. it. Victoria and I just the whole time are just like punching each other. Like, just Oh like, my God, are you hearing this? Like, are you seeing awesome. this? Let me see. And Victoria has always been a listener. Yes. True. True. Loyal Shout out. listener. Loyal. Victoria. Um, let me see. Also, it's just really like funny. I don't know. I mean, we always, I mean, you know it's funny, but. Funnier in person. Yes. It's most comedy. And I just so admire, I don't know. I feel like this one probably more than other shows, you probably have more people coming in who are really familiar with With the music. Yeah. Yeah. And And the the characters. And with the lyrics, right. And so, like, to be able to take a show that's so well known and, like, characters who are already so. Well, and even from historical perspective, characters. And make them your own. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's got to be such a challenge. Yeah. And and also, and, and another thing, like, maybe it's just because I realized, I mean, I've never seen a musical when it was still this new. Well, imagine the pressure the dude also playing Hamilton felt. Like, like yeah. when the first guy took over Hamilton on Broadway, like, I imagine, can't imagine the yeah. pressure that the dude like felt. Like, the literal creator was I mean, the person that's before what I'm you. Saying. I mean, that's like, yeah. Um, But I've never seen a musical when it was this new, you know? And okay. so maybe it's part of. That like nobody in that room just you know went to TKTS and was like oh I'll try this tonight you know right. yeah no and no, so no, the no. room is just like electric you That's know just awesome everybody's so excited oh. to be there and I just keep thinking of like little moments that were so special um, oh my gosh in Burn at the end of Burn like when she sings I hope that you like there's the longest pause before she sang Burn and like the room I mean it's like everyone is holding their breath. That's awesome. It was, oh my, I just had chills the whole time. I'm getting chills talking about it. Like. See, and you know what this is a great lesson in? This is a great lesson in why live performance matters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's so easy in our YouTube world. And think of the experiences of, of your undergraduate colleagues whose primary music experiences right now are on YouTube. Yeah, well, or like, oh, I really hope this like comes out like as a DVD or a Blu-ray or Look, something. Yeah. If we wonder ever why our students are not inspired, it's because they're not seeing that live. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and not just that, but I mean, they're not seeing great opera live. Mm-hmm. If they are even going somewhere to see it, they're probably going to Cinemark 
getting oh, yeah, a $20 ticket and seeing the live in HD Met broadcast. Which is yeah. not Which is same. not the impact of hearing the human voice yeah. in a live acoustic. Yeah. Well, or even just the orchestra. Or the orchestra uh, in a live acoustic. The, well, the voice with that the That was, orchestra. like, honestly... I mean, obviously, I had a great time in Chicago visiting Victoria, but, like, sure. if everything else had fallen through, like, if I'd gotten sick or something, and the only thing I was able to do was go see Hamilton, like, the whole trip would have been worth it. Like, if you can make it possible at all, well, you should go like, see it's it. It's coming to New Orleans and Memphis, and I'm really, like, I want to go see it yeah. when it comes to Memphis. Although, I am curious. Like, I wonder how much of, like, you know, you're talking about, like, the staging and the spinning platforms, like... I wonder how much of that is incorporated in the traveling yeah. production. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I I, I I imagine all of it. Because like, I mean, I would think so. Because other I would than imagine that, all like, of it. Because that's really other than that, like there are not big set changes. No, you know, something like yeah, Lion King I would, I where they're bringing in new set it. pieces all well, of the time. Like, no, this I, is one. Yeah, I would think all of it. My my goal, like, I want to see it so badly when it comes to to Memphis. Yeah, I mean. Oh my gosh. Ah. And like, okay, and satisfied when she starts, mm-hmm. like, when they're doing the rewind part. Yeah. Like, it literally, like, they're all, like, going backwards and, like, doing the, mo- like, it's so cool. Okay. And the guy who played Aaron Burr, let mm-hmm. me look at his name Aaron Burr, Akron Watson. Um, he did very well. I mean, going up against Leslie Odom Jr., wow. let me just say that. Um, well, and Josh Henry opened that production in Chicago as Aaron Burr. When he sang... Who's now, of course, still Billy Bigelow in Carousel. Josh was a studio mate of mine in school. Oh, cool. Anyway. Um, his best performance, Victoria and I both agreed, was The Room Where It Happens. Uh-huh. I love that and he sang that. And he sang that better than Leslie Odom Jr. Like, awesome. It was How was so Dear Theodosia? Good. It was beautiful, was lovely. I love Wait For It. Wait For It was good. I mean, it was all great, but like the room where it happens, was like, like shining. Yes, like that one was That's just awesome. spectacular. So you're saying I should open this episode of the podcast with the room where it happened instead of <laughs> the vocal fry theme? Yes. So uh-huh. sure. We yeah. could play a few seconds of it. That would fall within fair use. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Let me look. What else do I need to talk about? Hmm. I mean, the Schuyler sisters, like... It's just amazing. Like, yeah. I want to be a Skylar sister. That's awesome. It was so... This is why we need to so see good. more live theater, folks. Yes. All of us. Yeah. What else? We oh, all need to be in the theater more. What you talked about that your friend Abby had seen that yeah. like... Okay, so after... Like during... um, Like the Adams administration slash Hurricane slash the Reynolds pamphlet. Like all... Somewhere in there, like King George is like sitting on stage. Oh yeah, stage. he's on stage the <laughs> Like watching this and like celebrating, like the guy who played King George was hilarious, and he like legitimately like because he's you know really happy like oh things are going really badly for you guys, and like when it gets to the point of like never gonna be president now, yeah. like he's literally stands up and is like grinding on one of the <laughs> like <laughs> one of the dancers, like it was hilarious. Okay, That's she awesome. mentioned my friend Abby. My friend Abby this summer won the Hamilton lottery and got to like you know they do oh, on yeah? the app you get the you can enter for the chance to buy the two ten dollar tickets. Nice. Yeah, she's been doing that since it came out, and actually it was amazing. It was on her birthday. She she wanted ah, like to go on her birthday. Amazing. And so she drove to Iowa to see Hamilton. Wow. Yeah, she because. She she's not from Iowa. That's just the one she wanted. She was like, "Well, looks like I'm driving to Iowa before tomorrow." Wow, that's yep. that takes some dedication. I'm yep. glad. I'm so glad you guys got to see it. Oh my gosh! And jealous. Then jealous. During like it's quiet uptown. That's the only time. Like the rest of it. Like uh, we were. I was emotional, obviously, but it was more just like, "Oh my gosh, that was so good." But it's quiet uptown actually got me like little tears. Ooh. And right at the end, like look I out now. I know. Yeah. Look out now. Um, Leah crying at live theater, folks. I know. Leah crying. It's like songs for a new world all over again. Yeah. Um, And uh, um, yeah, the woman who played Eliza, like she, like after they, after she sang, you know, the last set tweet, she like screamed and it was so, while she's like laying over his body, the little guy who played, the guy who played um, Hamilton slash... Lawrence like 
He was so cute. He was precious. Like we, when we were Victoria and I talked to him, I was like, "How old are you?" He's like, "22. I just turned 22 like a few weeks ago." It's like, "Stop it. You're so cute." Um um it's quiet uptown. I'm pretty sure like I mean, obviously again, I was on the back row, so I can't tell, but I'm pretty sure she had real tears. <laughs> so good. <sighs> You're also making Sarah more and more upset minute by minute. I know. I just want to see it. It's so good. And I'm sure it's going to like sell out or be really expensive. But see, that's the thing. Okay, so like to go see it in Chicago, I mean, including fees and everything, I paid just under $200. Like it's not, I mean. For the ticket? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Goodness gravy. That's what I'm saying. I'm if out. You, if you can get to Chicago. Burn it out. What? That's that's cheap. But then like. I don't think I've ever paid more than $50 for a Broadway ticket in what? my life. Ever. I've never I'm, paid less than 100 Actually, that's not true. Uh, okay, for like TKTS to like I Jersey boys. I paid less than 100 because I'm cheap. Anyway. But I want to see it. Um... Uh, Oh, and there's Hamilton, one scene. If you I sponsor me going to see it. I'll talk about you too. Um, I had read before that that Lin Manuel like it was really important to him to keep one scene, um, in the musical that's not on the soundtrack. Oh, and it's just a scene. It's not like a song. So I mean, it makes sense. But uh, it's when Hamilton finds out that Lawrence was killed. Like, in the fight, like, the war was already over, but they didn't know yeah. he was killed. And it's a letter, like, from his father um, that Eliza... Which I think is how it happened in real, like, in history, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and Eliza's, like, reading to him. It's really sad because his dad said, you know, his dad says, like, his dream of, you know, because he was the one that wanted to have a the first the first black battalion. And it's like, that dream dies with him. And Hamilton just stands up and says, I have so much work to do. And it was so. Oh my goodness so good. gracious! Yeah, it's it really special. I just amazing. Well, so go see Hamilton. Yeah. Go see Hamilton when you can support live theater. Go see a if this if this conversation inspired you. Go see a live show this weekend in your town, wherever that is. <laughs> be it be it whether you live in New York or Chicago or Boston or. Washington Jackson, or or Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> if go you're in Jackson, you can always, you know, wait until the first weekend of November and go see uh, an opera at Mississippi College if you want to see some live theater. <laughs> in, in fact, yes. You'll get a free cookie. In, and you will you get a free cookie. Ending, but okay. <laughs> you also might get to see Leah get either hit in the face with a pie a bucket of water dumped on her head, or a spider down her shirt. I and just you get to pick, listeners. hope that everybody's off book this weekend. I'm, I'm there. Just, that's what I'm saying. I know. I, I got the vibe last night that that was very, like, that this could go poorly this, this next day or two if people yeah. don't have their lives together. Yeah, so hopefully your colleagues are off book. Well, I... Nope, I'm Have not we said on the podcast what we're doing this fall? We're doing know. an opera. Did we talk about this? I, I think know. we did. I think we mentioned it once. We're doing The Goose Girl by Passatieri, and then we're doing the majority of acts two and three of Hansel and Gretel as Woo. one act. We're making some cuts. Let's be real. Most people know the story of Hansel and Gretel. They yeah. don't need the you intro. Know what happens. Yours, you know, yours you know truly needs to start building a house. Well, you should get on that. I need to. Yes, we a actually, little gingerbread house. Yeah, in fact, that's gonna be so cute. It's gonna <gasps> be a little more than a little gingerbread house. <laughs> I'm ready. It's gonna be a four by eight floor space gingerbread house. If not, in fact, an eight by eight floor means, space gingerbread okay. house. Wow. As in, like, ten feet tall. Oh, so they can like go house. in it. In fact, yes. <gasps> I want to help. How exciting! I don't can know I how to do it? anything, but I'll help. I love oh, I'm good at painting. Stuff. I well, you all are painting, and I'm not painting. I didn't I realize that like painting was a skill, but my sister, when she was pregnant with her first kid, asked me to like paint her furniture, and she came in and was like, "This is so much better than I would have yeah. done." And I'm, I'm totally, like, I don't know what that means. I'm totally but gonna thank be you not not this Saturday, but probably next Saturday. Definitely putting that gingerbread house together. Wait, you're gonna like you, like hammer it and stuff? That's like my. Ha- <laughs> I've been, ha- wait, no, I've been seriously. Trying. Did she just say that? Okay, no, no, because some you could be using a drill, and I don't really. Care yes, about we're using gonna be using, using screws. But, oh, golly, 
one okay i've been trying to convince jamie for years to let me build something like a table or or do you or, have a table saw no i'm gonna get some planks or oh. or i wanted him to let me a tree fell and do, i was like let's build you, a canoe do, as a group <gasps> effort do you know how what kind of tools it takes to do these things I just want, I'm not saying anything complicated, or a box. I want to take some planks, and I want to nail them together and make a box. You need cl- clamp, okay. Like, we're just you gonna know, choop, 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 you hammer it. Anyway, nails. we're going to move on. We're going to, we're going to, at this point, move on from here. Uh, Whatever. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, now that dreams. Leah has dominated the podcast with Hamilton. Whatever. I have to listen to you guys Who. talk about Doctor Who and Marvel all the time. No, you're right. No, it was totally worth it. It's okay. Time. It's the 100th anniversary. We're just having fun today. Sarah, tell us what your thoughts on the Doctor Who premiere were. Well, I love her. And I was kind of right because she sort of kind of had amnesia. Like, I don't know if I would call that like literal amnesia like like a doctor would say she had amnesia. it's very regeneration but she did not okay she did not remember her name so gotta say i did love the moment where she's like i'm looking for a doctor and i'm like you are the doctor this is great okay I, as far as like the actual episode goes i was mildly underwhelmed by like the plot yeah the writing it. i'm cons- i i, I want to see where they go with episode two i, I think it, it could still turn up because it had a good feel to it. Like, it had a very Stranger Things feel. But, like, the actual plot, I was like, it never felt like it got going. But I did love all the characters. Like, maybe that's what they wanted to focus on. Maybe they just really wanted us to like the characters. And so they made sure to, like, kind of flesh them out. Which I you don't think that get. was what was going on. I hope. I hope. I'm, I'm hoping the plot, this, I mean, you know, in two days, I will know whether Because, or not like, did we really need Salad Guy? All of a yeah. th- sudden, throwing his salad at Tim Shaw. I mean, was that well, really just, necessary? Yeah, and like I just felt like the villain, like that could have been a really Tim Shaw could have been villain. a very interesting villain. The teeth thing was kind of bleh. nightmarish because of teeth. Bleh, teeth, but certainly like he was very creepy. Well, and then also like I'm cool with us like looking for the TARDIS, but I love the TARDIS like. The TARDIS is a character. I don't want to spend a whole season looking for her. I think the TARDIS is going to pick them up at the beginning of this next episode. I hope so, because, I, I mean, I I really love the TARDIS. Because, I, I mean, let's, let's, let's face it. First of all, amazing. She made a teleporter out of a microwave. Yeah, that was interesting. And, but then it teleported them... Into space, into space to die. And you know who wouldn't have done that? The TARDIS. Because the TARDIS knows and the TARDIS cares. I love, love her making her own Sonic. Love that. Well, and I love that she's like, I think I'm good at making things. Like, yeah, you are, Doctor. You do you. I am very interested just because I love this side of the Doctor. She seems so joyful. She does, and I like it. I'm very interested to see, though, at some point... Certainly, the friends have to find out that there's more to the doctor than just the zany, quirky, going well, around fixing things, being the justice for the universe. We've already gotten some glimpses of that. Like, you can certainly see glimpses of, like, just kind of that underlying sadness and just, I'm just a traveler. Like, she very clearly, like, I'm just a traveler. Like, she doesn't feel like she really has a home at this point or like mentions of oh what did they ask like what about her family or something she's like oh they're always with me but but not yeah like you you get glimpses i think of that and so i think that'll be interesting to flesh out and like maybe this will be a doctor that deals with that more we'll see you know like Uh, healthy way as opposed possible as opposed to like i'm gonna destroy this race um, I feel better inside now. I, I did love her, like sort of when Tim Shaw gets kicked off of the the thing, and she's like, "You, don't, you, had, you no had no right, right to, do, to that. do that." Like, well, and he teleports too. So, I, I think we said that we kind of feel like maybe he's gonna come back. That race might come back. I could see Tim Shaw coming back. Yeah. Well, and I'm interested. Have you seen like on their social media how they keep being like Case One, like 
and it's like the oh gosh what's the girl is it yasmin yasmin yeah yasmin um or yasmin whatever I, yes it's, yeah. it's something it's we know how it's spelled i think um, that the, her colson toll's character keeps calling her yaz i think yes we'll call her yaz that's easier um have you seen kind of on like instagram and stuff it's like case file one and it like, go, talks about um tim shaw's race that i can't remember the name oh, of. oh that's interesting yeah and i'm wondering like is that gonna be a thing is it gonna be kind of like like is is yaz almost gonna be like well, the she, watson of the she group wanted, cataloging she wanted more action yeah instead of just traffic tickets and i loved that i actually i loved that introduction with her where you know you have these two women fighting over a parking spot and she comes up and then because you know they've called the police over a parking dispute and she's like you pay for this you do this and like can we agree that like this is a terrible place to park and there are bigger things to deal with and i'm not gonna file anything like y'all are adults deal with this and i loved that just being like i don't know because i sometimes i want to do that there are times i want to look at people like we're adults like you're better than this don't act like a five-year-old no it was good it was good i it was very interesting to see then their role of the middle-aged white man yeah. in, in the context of everybody else that was going on. But he was cute. I like him. You know, sort of, it was, it was very interesting to see just sort of how they were playing him. Also, I was sort of taken off guard by the fact that apparently even some of the other podcasts that I listened to about Doctor Who did not do their research and realize that Chibnall's own son, son has dyspraxia i thought that was so cool though like that character to see him have this disorder like this disability that you know he's dealing with but it's not even like there was a quick fix because i feel like so often in tv or right. anything any sort of fiction like this by the end of this episode the doctor like being inspired by the doctor would have magically like no given didn't. him the whatever to get over this but no he is going to fight this and like well and they've all sort of had something to fight they have you know the the why can't I say the older character's name? The, the Graham gen- is it Graham? Graham? That you know he's a cancer survivor. Yeah. Okay, and like way to punch us like in the stomach in this first episode where they give us the grandmother who's this amazing like wonderful probably the most interesting character of the entire episode, of the episode practically. And then they got in the whole time you kind of like if you've watched anything. No, like, I previous, knew she was done. We all knew uh, she uh, was uh, not going to make no it past way. this episode. No way. Because she, she was too much like the doctor. Well, and she hasn't been in any promotional stuff as a companion. And I, although she is listed as a recurring character, but like there was no way she was going to get left. She's not the character to get left behind. But I think we could be going back to maybe flashbacks with her which or even good. a previous iteration of her or something like that. Which also makes sense because we never really got an explanation of how the doctor got to her, where she is. Like, I mean, how did the regeneration happen? What exactly? Like, why was the TARDIS? I mean, ex- she fell to earth. The TARDIS kicked her out. And yeah. She fell down and landed on a train in Sheffield. Yeah. But I mean... She said, like, the TARDIS was exploding. Like, all these things. Like, I mean, we're just missing information about her little past. There's a gap. There's a gap. I you don't know if I agree with that. There's a gap. I don't think so. Oh, She okay. fell out of the TARDIS at the end of the Christmas episode. She landed on a train in Sheffield. And why was the TARDIS exploding? Because it was regenerating. The TARDIS was regenerating? Yes, the TARDIS regenerates with every Doctor. Every single iteration of the Doctor gets a new TARDIS. Yeah, you know I'm right. I mean, I know you're right, but I still feel like there's just a little gap. We just have a few little things that need to be filled in. Leah, she's not right on this one. I'm playing Leah, Super Mario. He's right. Oh, right. my goodness gracious. <laughs> Leah has so left the building. <laughs> Leah has left the building. Um, Can't even. Well, I, wh- what did you think of her big sort of line? The... I think that she was 100%. We can all change all that business. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the writers and her speaking to all of the people who have had issues Didn't with their being a female doctor. Didn't you almost feel like, though, it was too literate fan service? A little. I think it could have been more subtle. But also, uh, like, yeah. I get it because... And I guess my issue is, like, saying it is the people that have this huge issue with there being a female doctor and are all up in arms... They were not watching this episode. They never heard that. They're not going to see that because they're all whatever. Also, and going back to your very first point that you said you loved her, 
I yeah. believed she was the doctor from the moment she That's fell on true. that train. And also, I loved that, like, I, I know they know exactly who she is. As I the doctor. felt like we knew exactly who no, she was. Yes. Because so often. It was it not takes the first a, season of Capaldi already. Yeah. Well, or even, like, I loved Matt Smith, and, like, he pretty much knew who he was, but there was a little. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's the one where I would. Okay, so if you had to rank this of the regeneration episodes, so oh, Chris, Christmas Invasion, Rose, Eleventh Hour, uh, Eleventh. What, what was Capaldi's called? The one with the dinosaur in London. Um, was it dinosaurs in London? No, no. I don't know. I have to check. I can check. Yeah, I forget. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But what? Where? Where? Where do you sort of rank this? This one? In, in, I didn't think it was a. I mean. It was better than Rose because there were no plastic mannequins. It, well, there's plastic mannequins in Christmas Invasion, too. Yeah, but it's... There's autons in both of those episodes. Yeah, but it was a little better in Christmas Invasion. I don't know. I think 11th Hour is definitely probably the yep, best. I agree. Because... I, I, 11th Hour, as regeneration episodes go... It is the best, but I still think that like after that, like it takes a few episodes for him to kind of like get his footing as the doctor well it's interesting i i often think that you can start judging a doctor sort of based on their second episode much more than their first episode so i'm very interested to see where the writing goes this episode Same. like there's so much they had to deal with in this episode writing yeah. wise well and with all of a sudden getting three companions right there was like so much exposition oh yeah which to be completely honest they dealt with fairly well oh yeah i was never and the cinematography was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Well, you can tell they were making it to be shown in theaters, which is 100% right. what was then done. And is still, I think they're still showing it occasionally in theaters. Well, the Christmas episode, I'm sure, will be. If we find out we're yeah. actually getting a Christmas episode, which we oh, have to be. I mean, surely, we have to be. Surely. We have to be. Cer certainly. We're, just, we're not I even mean, questioning this. The premiere, came out right. on, the premiere of 11 episodes came out on October the 7th. I mean... That's not a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We, we have to be getting a Christmas yeah, getting episode. I, I'm not uh, that's just, that's that. just, we've decided that we're getting a Christmas episode. Uh, yeah, very okay. quickly, Please just to wrap up this Doctor Who business, I made the huge mistake last week. My wife was out of town for Friday night judging a concerto competition at the University God, of Houston. God, you were so dumb. I can't believe and you did I this. And I watched Twice Upon a Time by myself because it had just been released last so week. That was last year's dumb. Christmas episode. And the moment where the Doctor gets Clara back and I'm like a grown man on my couch weeping dumb so by myself dumb. that'd be like if i said it was like i watched doomsday all by myself no cause i've I'm done not that, that before stupid. too stupid anyway. granted you're not as attached to no, rose or 10 like i am so all that being said that was just that was just was. dumb like don't do that you finished parks and rec we need to talk oh about that. yes oh! very quickly we finished parks and rec this week uh, talk it's about amazing. fan service in the finale Who of, cares? That, of that series. No, I think that fan service at the end of that series was appropriate. Is appropriate. What the end because of I think that, that clearly, given the, now I've read some about it, the Rocky production history, yeah. and sort of the Rocky, whether it was going to renew or not. Which and makes whatever, no sense. And then getting those last 12 episodes or whatever it, it was. It was a major victory. And, and giving the fans sort of that fan service at the end, I think was way appropriate. Well, but also... That in that season, while I thought the the series could have wrapped up after the previous season, right, which I'm sure was the point. Um, I I did think that there were some nice moments in that final season that yeah, uh, that were sure. sort of that were sort of very heartfelt, and uh, I I liked that they sort of added the element of Ron and Leslie yeah. having the you know the breakup fight and mm -hmm. the whatever but then their sort of friendship renewing and whatever was really quite nice yeah I think it was smart to fast forward in time just because also it's it a big thing I don't know if this registered with you but like it was a really big thing you know how Lucy makes that joke about like because she lives in Chicago and says everybody's in a really good mood on account of the Cubs finally winning the World Series that actually happened. happened. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, was like yeah, a really yeah, big yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah, yeah, for yeah, fans yeah, of the yeah, show yeah, when yeah. they won. Some of the other things that they <laughs> said were happening didn't did not happen. No. Um. Anyway, uh, no, it was great. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> and it was Jerry, really finally, we always told you Jerry, Jerry would get his due. <laughs> Jerry becomes the mayor. Oh my gosh! It's this spoilers. Sorry. 
Um, so it's, it's been over it's, a while. It's been a you while. Got... Yeah, well, you were upset when I said Spock died at the end of Star Trek II. It's different. That was 1983? <laughs> it's different! Yeah, but that was before she was born, so... Oh, my god! Yeah, it doesn't count. Like, I couldn't have been expected to watch that. And in case you're wondering, Rocky fought a Russian in Rocky IV. Spoilers! Literally could care less, never going to watch Rocky. Exactly, that's my point. Are you going to go watch Wrath of Khan tonight? Apparently, I'm going to have to watch Star Trek at some point. Apparently, that's being, like, planned out for me. No, listen, that's going to happen this summer. Where you and my wife and Jamie and I are going to sit down and watch strategic, strategic highlighted episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation to prepare us for the Jean-Luc Picard character reboot series. I wasn't invited. You're invited. You certainly can be. They will be strategically chosen. We're not going to watch every episode. We're not going to like watch terrible episodes like Code of Honor well, that glad. never should have been made. Okay. We're going to watch strategic JLP-centered episodes or data-centric episodes that are important to the canon of the character. Like we're going to have to watch the pilot. We're going to have encounter at Farpoint parts 1 and 2. We're going to have to watch like Measure of a Man. Okay, we're well. going to have to watch Inner Light. We're going to have to watch Drumhead. We're going to have to watch Darmok. Like we're okay. going to watch important cool. episodes. You and Jamie, you just get together. Didn't you like how um Ben and Leslie like come with secret service and you're like which one of them is it? Well, I, yeah, I was, and my either my other question was like, is one of them president and one vice president? Yeah, is this like House of Cards? And like how um, John Ralphio faked his own death. <laughs> that was the, John Ralphio is probably my favorite recurring character. Right? Yes, like I love probably it. my favorite recurring character on the show. I Although I loved how Detlef Shrimp became a recurring <laughs> character. Yeah. I mean that was that I was in the early that. seasons. That was that yeah. was kind of great. Detlef yeah. Shrimp was a great NBA basketball player back in the day. Well, anyway, once you that, finish okay. Morning Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine will help help heal you. It well, is really funny. Okay. I will say. Sorry, I'm just oh, gonna gosh, call starting it. Starting a new episode. No, we watched the pilot of Better Call Saul last night. I don't so, even know what that is. It's a spinoff from Breaking Bad. <sighs> Freaks. We actually had just read an article about how Better Call Saul had now triumphed over Breaking Bad as an even better series. Well, that's not saying much. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, very good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Sarah, breakfast. Oh, I had a chocolate chip muffin. Fantastic. (laughs) Nice and unhealthy. Um, Any uh, takeaways for today? so glad we started this like i know i said i was skeptical when we when you told me initially like over a year ago that we were gonna do this and maybe even during the first few episodes we recorded like i was still fairly skeptical like who's gonna listen to this but i am so glad that we do this now and like i genuinely look forward to it it is i don't know it's really enjoyable i I love getting to talk with two people that I really care about and enjoy like talking to. And I don't know, like it's just a kind of a bright spot in my week. And like, if nothing else, like it's this nice little relaxing and stressing time. Like I'm so glad we're here and I'm so glad y'all are listening to us. I got a little feelsy just then. That was so nice. Have to stop. Takeaways. (laughs) Um, go see Hamilton if you can. I mean, I know it's expensive, but like if you can, cause I almost, you know, it was like, yeah, I mean, I technically could afford to take this trip, but should I, you know, should I just save that money instead? You're like, no. But I'm so glad I went. I'm so glad I made it happen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, just reflecting on what Sarah just shared, um, thank you to our listeners. Thank you to you both. Thank you, Michael. Uh, thank you, Phoebe and Ashlyn, when you've sat in. One of the things that we've talked about a lot on the podcast over the course of the year is that we all at times, especially in an academic year, need just some time to talk. And the thing I love about podcasting is that it is essentially a conversation happening in your head. And so I hope for some of you, we have been sort of what Sarah just said, just in your own head. And that is, I hope we've given you... 45 minutes or so of happiness and joy 
Uh, and this is 45 minutes or so of talk therapy for us. hundred <laughs> percent. And, uh, we know that mental health is real. Mental health matters. Mental health needs awareness. Mental health needs its stigma removed from it. And it does not mean that you are weak. It does not mean that you are broken. It means that you're human. And this little platform of vocal fry, uh, I hope, um, amongst our voice pedagogy nerds um, can bring a little moment of humanity into your week and that you feel like you're a part of us because we know that you are a part of us and that this doesn't matter without you, our listeners, and we love you. And uh, if you need to talk to someone, find someone to talk to, talk to us. Sure. We're on social media. Like uh, messages or something. Send me a comments. message. We're there. Uh, and uh, we love you guys. And it's been a great year. This in, in one week when we're listening to this, we will be celebrating with steaks. Um, because right. I forgot. Because we're going to have really nice steaks. Um, if right. Leah's yeah. to- totally welcome to join us. in the totally do nice stakes. I forgot you weren't there when we were like, yes, this is what we're going to do. Uh, but you're here now. Afterthought again. You were seeing <laughs> Hamilton. I do you were not out of town. care. <laughs> anyway. All right. Peace out, guys. It's been a great year. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey there, MC Vocal Fry. Happy one year anniversary. Happy Fryversary. Vocal fam. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. I wish we had merch. That would make sense then. Anyways, uh, Michael here. I really, really miss y'all. And uh, I miss doing Vocal Fry every week. Um, So a little update on my life. Uh, I am back in Morgantown, West Virginia. And um, so I'm teaching band part-time right now at a local middle school. Uh, But the bigger and more exciting part of my life is when I get to teach voice lessons. I get, you know, I have I have some students ranging from their 20s all the way down to like 12 years old, uh, teaching all commercial singers. Which, man, let me tell you, I have never been more. Um, how do I say this? <laughs> I've never missed fundamental frequencies more than this season. Of, this season of my life, uh, everything is all ah all the time right now, uh, which is all right. Um, <clears throat> but it's great fun. Uh, I, it's really been interesting learning how to pace teaching because I hear a voice and I know I'm like, oh, they need this and they need this and they need this and they need this. And I just know that I can't give that all to them at once. And so having to stop and go, okay, this person, even if their voice is very skilled, they're actually 13 years old. So their brain is not developed enough to do 30 exercises, Michael, they can probably do this one. Like we spent 30 minutes on one exercise today just so that the girl could learn it, um, which was really interesting for me. Um, and so stuff like that, I really love. Um, I've really been digging the exercises out of Ultimate Vocal Voyage by Daniel Zinger Borsch. Um, so hashtag Ultimate Vocal Voyage. If you'd like to uh, sponsor us, that's uh, just get a hold of me and uh, you can buy me a new car. Um, Anyway, because <laughs> um, my car engine is not experiencing clean phonation right now, and so uh, it sounds like a lawnmower. Anyways, that's not important. Uh, speaking of important, let's talk about the truly important things right now, and that is the one and only uh, Jody Whitaker as the new doctor. She is phenomenal. I think she is my favorite doctor. I I, I hate to be the guy that's like just jumps on the bandwagon of new doctors, and it's like they're they're the best now, but. Uh, I'll say this. I love how inquisitive she is and I love how willing she is to say that she doesn't know the answer. I really love that. Um, I feel like Doctor Who for so long has like for the last several seasons has been like, like, I'm so old and I know everything. And even Matt Smith towards the end, it became, I'm so old and I know everything. And so now to have a doctor that says, I don't know what the answer is. I don't really have a plan yet. Or just to even ask the question, like, why are these, where, what happened to the people on this, on this planet? You know, rather than knowing who they were, literally going, I don't know who these people were. I think that's amazing. Um, Jodie Whittaker is, just has such depth uh, and such life as well. I think it, seeing her from Broadchurch, uh, I was worried that she would be really dark all the time. But it's just the opposite. She's so full of life um, and is totally like the universe's mom, which I kind of love. So, anyways, um... 
yeah, so that's that's what I got. That's what I got. And uh, oh, oh, takeaway. Do I have a takeaway? Um, my takeaway is a book called Turn On Your Brain by Caroline Leaf. Dr. Caroline Leaf, uh, her, her book is about uh, how your thought life literally causes certain genes in your DNA to be expressed or unexpressed. Uh, and so literally you can change your life by how you think. Uh, it's very well researched. It's full of citations. You know how we at Vocalfire love citations. Uh, and so it's not fake science. It's very, very legit. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf is a world-renowned uh, neurologist. And uh, Turn On Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Very worth it. Thanks, Vocal Fam. If Vocal Fam wasn't, uh, wasn't a thing before, it is now. Thanks a lot. Love you guys. Happy anniversary.